Hello and good morning. It's Emmanuel here, and I have to say, it's a beautiful November day. The sun is shining, and guess where I am? I'm in a windowless room, but it doesn't matter because I am with the lovely Cat. Hello, nice to meet you all. Hi, and with Cat. Now, the reason why I'm talking to Cat is because I bumped into her. Um, basically, uh, several months ago, and Kat's got a very interesting story because she has ended up in Britain's second city. Yes, I'm in Birmingham again, and she has come here to start a new life. And it got me thinking because migration is quite a big topic. It's often in the news, and it's often in the news in a rather negative way. And we're all quite familiar with, you know,、um, various ideas banging on about illegal immigration. But this is something different. This is quite legal. But both legal and illegal migration is something which is quite topical.、Um, but I'm really interested in in what it's like to go from your home, from your surroundings, from your friends. And uproot everything and go to a different country, which is culturally quite different from where you're from. So that that's what really kind of made me think, oh, this would be quite interesting. So,、um, tell me a little bit about where you are from,、mm-hmm. and what was it like growing up in Hong, Hong Kong? Kong? Yes. So、um, I'm from Hong Kong. So I grew in Hong Kong for twenty nine years already. So basically, Hong Kong is quite、um, a small place that、uh, is quite overcrowded because we have more than I think seven million people. Wow! So that's almost as big as London, you know? Yes, true. Yeah. And、uh, the size is quite similar to London, but、uh, yeah, every people, everyone is just overcrowded with、uh, like close to each other, and then the working style is very stressful as well. Yeah. So yeah, because I think Hong Kong is quite a materialism. It's quite a care of、uh, quite material. Material, materialistic. I mean,、um, but but would you say that's quite common across the whole of China, or is that、mm. particular to Hong Kong? I think it's quite similar to China. Yeah.、Um, yeah, it's quite. Culture is quite similar in this way、yeah. about the working culture. Well, it, it's I, I suppose I mean from my my knowledge and understanding of of China,、mm-hmm. is that you know you had many 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 millions of people who were very very poor, and、mm-hmm. I think you know if you had an opportunity to have one of your、um, children who could do better.、Mm-hmm. Um, That was really quite important, wasn't it? So I, I think there was the whole thing about education, moving to the city、yes. to get a job and to take, you know,、uh, make more money to send back. Yes, I agree.、Yes. Um, but Hong Kong is slightly different because Hong Kong had sort of a, a separate system, didn't it?、Uh, mm. Am I right? It, it, it had a se- separate system of, of government. Government or governance? Yes, yeah, I was saying this way, but it's like a bit、um, complicated because、mm. we used to be a British colony, and then we have about fifty fifty years of like unchanged policy. Yeah, we can, okay, we can rule by ourselves, but then、um, it's kind of like oh,、um, you know the the 
it's quite controversial because we kind of return back to China. Yeah. China is taking part of our um, policy, but at the same time, we want to be. Some of us want to be independent, so that's why we have the, the yeah. argument. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I understand. So 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 growing up, uh, you know, as a child in Hong Kong, mm. what what was that like? I mean. Where did yes. you live? Um, was it a house or an apartment? apartment um, yes. And talk me through the sort of typical life of, of, of a young mm. Hong Kong child living in a house or apartment. What, what yes. was that like? Okay, so basically, we don't really, uh, live in house unless you are very uh, rich. Yes, because we just have apartments all over around in Hong Kong. And Growing up in Hong Kong, I think for the education system is a bit stressful mm. because we we have been told to to just work harder to earn more money to get a house to to find a good job and mm. then we get married. So it's kind of like a the concept that um, we we taught by the society. Yeah. So that's why. Um, after I moved to UK, although I haven't been living in UK before, I think the education system here is more relaxing. So it allow, it allow people, it allow the learners or the students to develop their own interest. But like when I was in Hong Kong, if I said I want to be an artist, mm. or if I want to be a film producer, and then they would just, usually people would just say to you, oh, you cannot earn money if you, yeah. yes, if you become a film producer. So, yeah. so it's very materialistic, very yes. focused on what you could make in terms of your income. Um, and, and so I suppose if you're someone who likes the arts or you're very musical yeah. or, you know, people don't see that as, 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 a, as a good job. Mm. Um, so, so you were interested in that. So, I mean, talk me through your path. So, you, you know, you grew up there. You, were you a single child or did you have siblings? Yeah, or siblings. You did. So you had brother or sister? Brother. A brother. Yeah. So that's quite... I say quite unusual. I know in China for many, many years, they had the one child policy. Yeah. And as a result of that, because of um, families wanting a male, mm. a lot of young girls, I mean babies, mm. were actually either left to be fostered or even in the worst case scenario, mm. they were terminated. Um, which is really quite scary. Mm. Um, but, I mean, they have since got rid of that policy, haven't they, in China? But that didn't apply to Hong Kong. No, there was didn't. no one-child policy no, there. No, no. Didn't have it. So you grew up with a, with a brother. Um, so, you know, and you went to school in Hong Kong. Yes. So when did you first discover that you wanted to go into the, something more artistic? You mean uh, to be a film producer? Yes, because, you know, a film editor or a film producer or anything to do with the media is is a little bit more artistic than just, you know, going out there and making money, you know. Yes. Um, I think it's starting from my childhood, and I really like film, mm. and I really, I really want to write story. I'm really into storytelling. So, yeah, and then I developed my interest. I think it's in secondary school when we start to have film analysis subject. Yeah. That, oh, I think it's really funny. I, we want to know more about film. And then that's why I, I took the film uh, production uh, diploma mm. to start. And then I go to university 
to take the bachelor degree above them. So that's why. Yes. So you started off with with the diploma, and then you went on to do your degree. Yes. What was the reaction of 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 uh, your parents um, uh, were they happy for that or were they mm. supportive or they were okay yeah luckily my parents are all are open-minded yeah they're really supporting me to do anything I want so yeah I'm so glad about yeah that. Yes. because it could be quite difficult couldn't it if they mm. just said you know no we don't agree sure. um, but that's quite enlightened they were quite quite good with that that's excellent so from there you went on and you got work within the industry um were you working within uh, yeah. video and, and film yeah 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 so after i graduate i start to do the advertise uh, start to do um video editor for advertising company mm. and i jumped into the film industry later on for sound design all so, right yeah i think it's quite um it's quite um, the whole five years is was very meaningful. Mm. It developed me to be um, a more um, like a whole development mm. as um, as a video editor of, uh, or member of post production. Yeah, so post production is when you go in and you start to um, edit the film. You mm. you you cut it. Um, and you add the sound, um, uh, so it's, it's, it's a creative process because really, as they say, I mean, this is what they say, I mean, I don't know, uh, the film is in the edit, isn't it? Because it's, it's what you do with the raw materials, it's a bit like cooking, you know, you've got the ingredients, you put them all together. Yeah, yeah, and you're, you're then taking the raw film and you're turning it into something, hopefully, of great merit and you know, worth watching. Um, mm. So that's that's really interesting, isn't it? Yes. So you you were doing that for five years. Yes. Um, what was the turning point that made you decide I don't want to be here anymore? Mm. Because it's quite you know I'm I'm thinking here I am I'm working in my industry I'm really enjoying it. Mm. I'm loving the film, um, you know, I'm at home, I've got my friends and my family, um, I'm in Hong Kong, and what was the turning point that mm. made you think, no, I, I, I don't want to stay here, I want to move on? Yes, okay, so I think not just because of what we have been going through in 2019, because um, as as you are aware that we have the big scale of protests in 2019, it's like... Um, is in Hong Kong. So uh, UK launched a policy afterward for us. It's like BNO visa policy. So it's like five plus one immigration plan for us to apply. So that's the trigger point for me to, to, to apply because the first reason I don't want to live in Hong Kong anymore, which I don't feel like I'm safe. I don't have freedom of speech. I don't feel like yeah, I don't feel I don't feel the future if I stay in Hong Kong. So that's the first reason I want to move to UK. The second reason is this is actually the main reason, one of the main reasons I think, because buying house in Hong Kong or buying apartment in Hong Kong is actually too difficult. So it's it's even more expensive than London, uh, probably. No, I think it's quite similar. Similar, yeah, yeah. Yes, and um, I I don't really, I I can't see my future if I couldn't buy a house with just a standard working schedule without uh, overtime. And I feel I can't see the future. So that's why I think, oh, maybe it's a good opportunity for me to have a try to go to UK to develop my career there and then 
at least it's easier to buy a house here. Yeah, I mean, it could be depending where you, you, you live in the country. Obviously, mm. the, uh, London in the southeast is, is terribly, you know, overheated mm. and prices are really, really high, sure. as they are a lot of places. But um, I, I do see your point that it probably it, it would be easier to get uh, something here. Yeah. Uh, and because obviously Hong Kong is is very densely populated mm. and it's a very small area. Sure. So, um, so that's why most of the people, they spend their whole life to just buy a small apartment, mm. like four, 400 inches. Now maybe it's easier because a lot of people migrate already. Yeah. So the price drop a bit. But still, it's just an apartment, maybe two bedroom, but it almost like... Um, Okay, I have to try. Okay, it's like seven seventy seven hundred k pound. Yeah, seven hundred thousand pounds. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of money for, for a, small a small apartment. apartment. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't feel like I have to spend my whole life for just that small apartment. It's not worthwhile. No. So I got the concept like uh, at twenties already that I'm not going to to spend my life in here, like. After after I retire or anyway, so I think it's just yes, yeah, not worthwhile. No, it, 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 what I'd like to do is to go back a bit. So that was the second, but the first reason was that you didn't feel safe, and I'm wondering where does that feeling of not being safe is that through mm. your work, um, you know, because you're dealing with um, film which might be critical of something, mm. or or was it just the climate? Felt, made you feel unsafe? I think, um, yes, it's also because of lots of reasons. One of them is because after 2019, I think lots of Hong Kongers like me were quite disappointed about the, the government. Yeah, I mean, you had a government which I believe, I can't remember the name of who, was, who she was a woman who was the head oh, of... Yes. Um, Kerry. Yeah, that's right, Kerry. And she was seen to be uh, manipulated by... The, the central um, Communist Party of China, yeah. and she was very, you know, she didn't really push for the rights that were there. And a lot of, I believe, a lot of the freedoms that you'd had that were enshrined by yeah. the British in the, uh, when they left were being taken away. And a lot yeah. of freedom of speech, like the, 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 the newspapers and so on, and the media. Um, this 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 is something I, that I, I seem to remember was happening. Yes, exactly, and it's like oh, even even until now, there were there's still people they have been arrested because they just post something online. Yeah, it's like a little bit sensitive related with political issue, and then they got arrested. So I think, how can I trust this government if I even if I just speak something mm. online, which it's actually very normal. Yeah. It's like uh, something that you have been given to for everyone. It's the, it's the right to speak. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the idea of freedom of speech, I mean, we can go and do a different podcast on that. But yeah. the, the, the whole idea of freedom of speech, I mean, there's so far that we can go with that. Because mm. uh, over here, there are people saying, well, I should have the freedom to say X, mm. Y, and Z. And then that's not allowed because, you know, that's hate speech or something. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But I, I get what you're saying is that Basically, Hong Kong was being manipulated more and more by, by yes. the, the Chinese central right. government. Exactly. And they wanted to instill their, their authority. And although Hong Kong does have elections in a different way than they mm. do in mainland China, there is 
not the capacity anymore to have parties which are critical of China or, or and so on. So I I, I, I I think that, and of course, from what I understand is that there are still students who are still locked up. Yes, exactly. Who were protesting for their right to mm. speak freely, to congregate and to have views which were contrary to the Chinese view of things. Mm. Um, which is really sad. Um, I mean, it's interesting, though. So you've moved here. Now, what was your experience like when you got to the UK? I mean, how did that feel? I mean, because there's one thing to see programmes about it. Um, but, you know, what's it actually like being here? Oh, OK. Actually, this is my first time to, to, to come to UK. <laughs> yeah, I've been to other uh, Western country or European country. But it's definitely different. And I think UK, okay, I, I think the weather here, let's talk about the weather first. Oh, right, the weather, <laughs> yeah, but you know, the weather. Well, the weather's not like it used to be, because, of course, climate change is here, yeah, yeah. and so it's different. But, yeah, the weather. It's warmer now. Yeah. Right? Yes. I think the weather is okay. It's not that bad, because when I was in Hong Kong, people just said, oh, don't go to UK, because it, the weather was hor- it will be horrible. Yeah. And I don't think in this way. I think the summer in here is the best, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, because I think best. summers in Hong Kong are incredibly humid yes. and hot. It's way hotter. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you, you don't feel the air because it's just like everything trapped by tall buildings. Yes, you know? yeah. So, and air pollution in Hong Kong is horrible. Really? Yes. Even worse than here. No, it's yeah, not too bad here, actually. It's a lot better than it used to be. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and because of global warming, so now the weather is warmer, so I, I, think, I think it's okay for me. And the winter, yeah, of course the winter is a bit horrible, but for me, I, maybe I'm a bit more uh, optimistic. Mm. I, don't, I don't really mind because, oh, at least I got an apartment to stay yeah. in. So even the weather is horrible, so I can stay at home. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm really lucky, or luckier than homeless people. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, so, anyone, anyone with somewhere to live is, is luckier than someone homeless. Is. I, I mean, don't go there. That was in the, in the news recently because oh. someone said something very ridiculous. And, uh, okay. you know, but, yeah, so, I mean, obviously the weather's a big thing. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, obviously in my mainland China, I have a friend who's actually teaching over there. Mm-mm. And she says some parts of China are incredibly cold at the moment. You know, at yeah. the moment, it gets down to like minus 20. It's freezing. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, um, it's not all of China and, and so on that's warm. I mean, Hong Kong's further down, isn't it? Uh, further sort of uh, in the south. So it is warmer there. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so... so what, I, what else did you notice that was very, very different and has mm. sort of taken you by surprise? Um, I think it's the living style here. Yeah. Because, you know, in Hong Kong, people just being so hardworking. We mm. want to earn more money, so we don't mind overtime, yeah. overtime or doing multiple jobs at the same time. But I think here, people are more like, um, they, they carefree more. Yeah. And then they, they care about their, themselves more. So sometimes if the job is not offering something uh, equal or just a fair job to them, mm. so they may just reject it. And then they even just, I, I, heard, some, I heard from a husband that uh, they just shout to, to their manager. Mm. And I think, oh, this is really surprise for me because in Hong Kong, we never do this. No, you don't, you don't, <laughs> you don't complain. 
we, we complain, but it's like just between our ah, friends. Ah, right, yeah, okay. Yeah, yes. You wouldn't actually confront your manager and say, no, actually, I'm not happy with this. Not really. It's no. It's common. But some people did it. Yeah. But for me, I, I, I just try to be polite. Yeah. And I still have a feeling that, oh, okay, he or she is my manager, so I better not to... Yeah. Yes, to be too friend with him or her. Yeah, you keep a distance. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I suppose, yeah. I mean, I think here people are aware of more, perhaps more of their rights and yes. and they are quite quite rightly, if things are not right, and, and uh, they will let their managers know. Mm. But I think we probably have a different work ethic in mm. the fact that people... Uh, I mean, we work apparently more hours than other people in Europe, mm. but we're not as productive which is quite interesting. <laughs> so, um, but but I think people value their free time here. Mm-mm. Have you noticed that, that there's more free time for you? Yeah, um, definitely. Oh, yes. Um, when I was in Hong Kong, when I worked there, I never uh, finished work before six o'clock. But now, maybe because I'm teaching, yeah. so my job gives me more flexible working hours. So basically, sometimes I just finish class at 2.30, mm. and I left the, left the uh, school and I get back home for a bit of free time and do a bit of preparation. So I, I was very, I'm so surprised and I'm really enjoying this kind of living style in here. Yeah, so it's it's not as regimented, you know, your hours are more flexible yeah, and you've got, you, yeah, you've got time to be creative and do your own thing as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously people do work long hours. Mm. Um, and you know that can be an issue because we we do work the longest hours of people in Europe, and as I said, we're not as productive. And I mean, what the reason for that is, is another podcast. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so so how so now you've been here what a year? Uh, I think almost three years. Three years, almost, okay, almost. almost three years. So now three years on, um, would you say that it, it's been the right move for you to come away? Yes, definitely, because. No matter, I think I'm, I was saying this way, no matter what choice you made, there will be always a reason. There will yeah. be always bring some advantage to you. Yeah. So I think I'm so glad that I made this choice because at least now I, I know more about here. Yeah. I kind of stepped out from the comfort zone and give myself more chance to develop different career. Yeah. And I think it's really good if you are young enough or if you get a bit of saving, like I always just convince my friend in Hong Kong just mm. have a try. Yeah. Yes. So. so I mean, you would say that the visa scheme that was offered to you is that um, is that still available um, yes. for for people to come yes. and start up? Because I think you know this is one of the things about migration and immigration that people mm. forget that there's a real positive to immigration. Um, mm. The fact that you've got all these skills and you've got degree standard education you're coming from hong kong and you're coming here with that skill set and that's to our advantage so in terms of like a country migration can be very good because Mm. we're getting people highly qualified and highly motivated Mm. um you know you want to do well you want to get on you want to work so this is a real positive thing um and and people seem to forget that in all the sort of political machinations that go on people criticizing but they forget that there's a really positive side Mm. how have you found um living in birmingham for instance okay um i think living in birmingham is quite um 
it's quite a good starting point for me because I I chose to live in here when, when I first moved to UK and I stayed here for three years already and almost three years and I think Birmingham is good because it's in the middle so it's like in the middle of UK so I can access to different places easily and at the same time the weather here is it's quite okay because it's made quite in the main um in the inland yeah so the weather is not that humid no no yes so i think it's okay and uh, yeah as, as speaking of the uh, starting point because birmingham is a is a, is a place with a different nationality yes so it, i think it's easier for me to to start to 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 integrate and yes. to feel home yes I think you're right. I mean, I've noticed um, in Birmingham, uh, you know, I've been walking around, having a look around, that the Chinatown has really expanded as well. Yeah. And there's also like quite a number of Korean restaurants. Yeah. And so we've got like a, a fusion there. Got, there's Vietnamese, yeah, you know, and, you know, that's just adding to the different nationalities mm. that are already here. So I, I can see from your point of view, it's quite nice because, you, you know, you, you feel you feel at home in, in some respects. And because um, a lot of Hong Kongers moved to this country and then I moved to Birmingham as well. Yes, I, I, I understand that because there's been a, a lot of investment, a lot of money yes. Yes. Um, has come in from Hong Kong. Yes. Um, and that's obviously funding projects, that, you know, building projects mm. and businesses. And that's to the city's advantage because it's obviously going to help the growth um, of the city. Yeah. And also it gives it a different dynamic, um, mm. you know, and, and, and that's something that's uh, quite interesting. Yeah, because they open quite lots of uh, new restaurants in mm. here, so they're selling Hong Kong food. Oh, wow. I didn't know that because I, I haven't been... I mean, I, I took a walk down there not too long ago, and I noticed how it changed from when I'd been yeah. there before. And, and it's it's very different vibe. Mm. Um, and also there's an awful lot of new building. Yes. which wasn't there before. So it, it's had a quite a big economic impact on mm. the city. So it's, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, that, it's been wonderful. Thank you um, oh, for that um, you. time. Yeah. And, and hopefully, you know, this is just the start of your uh, career in, in the UK and obviously in Birmingham. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. You've been listening to Vita Anima. My name's Emmanuel Brock. Until next time, goodbye.